When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Who's going to be first to the floor here? And it was Marcus Smart as he usually is. Welcome into another episode of First of the Floor. Ben Vallis here. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're doing well. It is August 21, 49 days until the first game of the preseason. And alongside me for another off-season banger here, it's Wayne Spoonie. Spoonie, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. We are uh, deep in the content desert right now. So uh, this will be fun, though. This will be fun. This could be a mirage uh, or it could be an actual <laughs> oasis. We'll see uh, as the man with the mistress with the perfectly shaped head. Jake Eisenberg. How are you, Jake? Welcome back. Oh, man. I really hope this perfectly shaped head thing is connected to Derek White. I think. Um, <laughs> fingers crossed. But no, we're good, man. I'm Monday morning. Let's do it. All right. Well, look, we've got some news to get to a little bit later. But first, the Celtics 2023-24 schedule has been released. And I've typically been someone who doesn't get the hype of the schedule release. Like, we get it, right? There's going to be 82 games, 41 road games, 41 home games, some back-to-backs. Like, we get it. That said, we're balls deep in the offseason. So we've got to try and have some fun with the schedule here. And I thought the best way to do that was to draft the top 10 dates, events, stretches, whatever you want to, however you want to slice it of this upcoming schedule. And for folks listening, for you, this could end up being the top 10 games that you buy tickets for. If you're in another time zone like me, it could be the top 10 days to take off work to watch the Celtics. There is some meaning to this, some purpose. We're getting through it, folks. Four to nine days. Now, Spoonie, Jake, I have pre-randomized the draft order for integrity's sake. I'm just going to run the little uh, clip, the recording here. So this is a fantasy draft <laughs> randomizer. Oh, wow. And now we can see Spoonie, then Ben, oh, and then Jake. I don't think we should do snake draft. I don't like snake drafts. Oh, I don't like cool. the back-to-back picks. What do, what do you guys think? We can do that if you want. Uh, I mean, as someone with the last pick, I would love a snake draft. So, but, uh, <laughs> okay, easy. snakey. That's right. I don't. I don't think it matters given no. the content of oh, this draft. No, but on. like in fantasy <laughs> basketball, are you not doing snake drafts? Um, I think we yeah. do in fantasy basketball. Yes. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, Just making to. sure, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, but yeah, obviously, here. I don't care if we go snake because uh, it benefits me if we do not. But either way is fine with me, man. All right. Well, do a random number generator. Odds are snake. <laughs> evens are not snake. <laughs> I think uh, given like the, the draft 
purity that you guys are uh, putting on display here. I feel like we, we have to go. We're compelled to go snake here. So we'll go yeah. snake. All right. All right. Uh, Spoonie, you have the first pick in the very exciting, very exhilarating <laughs> 23-24 schedule draft. Take it away, sir. Okay, I'm, I'm going to pander to the crowd here because I actually am more excited for a different game, but I'm going to pick this one just because I think from a value standpoint, it will not get back to me. Oh, I know he's going. Um, clearly, I've thought this through. I'm going 1027 home opener against oh. the Miami Heat. Wow. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know that there's another one where the maybe potential former Celtic that might is definitely not going to get back to me. But nope. I just want to beat the Heat so bad. <laughs> it's like the home opener. The Garden's always absolutely electric. You know, like the whole season's in front of you. I just think that like from an excitement standpoint, those types of games are the best they almost feel like playoff games and especially with the heat coming back to town we're going to want to prove it against them even though you know it may not be predictive of what would happen in a playoff series next year but we're going to feel like it and we're going to want to win very badly we're, we're going to kick their ass in this home opener yes. and like yeah. the dame trade won't have happened yet they're going to have no one on the <laughs> roster maybe they'll have do up wreath um, the Australian big man who just dominated France and Rudy Gobert uh, last night, who Aussie Phil in the <laughs> chat here apparently had a beer with, uh, which is a fantastically random uh, aside. So That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll I see. think there's going to be so many teams gunning at the Celtics as sort of one of the, the current like better rosters and better performing teams last year. Like the Bucks, for example, with their early exit in the playoffs, I feel like they're going to be using every Celtics game as a, as a measuring stick, which is a term I'll use like 10 times in this podcast. <laughs> the heat is that for us. Like we're going to be gunning at the heat given how things ended last year. So um, I think that's a really good one. With my first pick though, I am going to go with February 4, yeah, Grizzlies yeah. at Boston. The obvious one. I'm surprised this fell to me at number two. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Smart, like, you know, obviously back playing the Celtics. We will have already played the Grizzlies, uh, spoiler alert. Uh, at that point in time, but in Memphis, this is going to be Smart's first game back in TD Garden. We only get to see him once, having um, him, him him having gone rather to a Western Conference foe. Um, it's going to be tribute videos. They'll save him to last in the player announcements. Like he's going to get the the full treatment, Jake. Uh, I'm very excited for it. Yep, yep. And we, I thought this was going to be on Super Bowl Sunday when I checked the the, the calendar, but it's actually the oh, week yeah. prior. Um, if you remember, we played the Grizzlies the day of the Super Bowl last season as well, and we kicked their ass. So, John Morant's never beaten the Celtics in his career as a Grizzly. The Tatum, I, think, I believe Tatum has lost to the Grizzlies as a Celtic. I have a feeling yeah. that when Marcus Smart comes back to Boston, he might be having a uh, 7 for Eight 9 for, for 11. 3. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be so yeah. Marcus Smart's booty yeah. to do that. Yeah, I'd, so I've, from a value standpoint, the only reason I didn't pick this one is because we will have already played him, so the luster just gets taken off just a little bit, it, but yeah. I was picking between this one and the home opener against the Heat, so mm, sure. yeah, it's going to sure. be electric, it's going to be crazy, it's going to be emotional, man. That coming home video is going to be whew, tearjerker. <laughs> and there's, there's so much competition out there. We have put our entry into the ring. It's on our YouTube channel from, a, I guess, a couple of months ago now. There's a Marcus Smart like tribute video and every other Celtics podcast outlet, whatever you want to call it. They've all got one out there as well. So the the team there at the Celtics are going to have to really um, oh, yeah. you know, like set the bar really high there at a premium for that Smart tribute video. 
Um, I mean, they, sh- they, sh- yeah. they should have all the access. They should have the, the secret Marcus Smart vault with all this extra stuff that we don't have access archives. to. So, yeah. Um, but we'll see if they're able to, to hold up. All right. So I got back to back picks here. So I got to be, I got to be, hopefully not run out of options on my list here. That's probably the more important part. So March 1st, home for the Dallas Mavericks. So Ooh. on the surface, it's like, oh, who, it's Grant no. Williams coming home. Sure. There's that element. Obviously, we have Kyrie. Mm-hmm. There's going to be the, the Kyrie element. Don't forget that Porzingis in Dallas went very badly. and He got traded for pennies on the dollar to Washington. So he Ooh. also has a chip on his shoulder against Dallas. So you've got Grant Williams revenge, Kyrie Irving versus TD Garden, Porzingis revenge game on Dallas. So, and then also you've got this like the overarching battle for the best player 25 and under between Luca and Tatum, uh, who's going to, you know, take that belt uh, on this night. And if, so I feel like um, that has a lot more elements than I at first thought. And I was like, I don't really care yeah. too much about Grant coming home when you add in Kyrie, Grant, KP, and Tatum versus Luca. It's, uh, it's pretty juicy all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. When you first said it, I was like, oh, Kyrie angle. I didn't even consider the poor Zingas angle, but he's definitely going to want to kill them. Um, and like Luca always rips our hearts with like a buzzer beater, too. So we we'll want to get that monkey off our back a little bit. So, yeah, that's a fun one, man. And I think Grant will ham it up a little bit. You know, oh, he's yeah. going to oh, yeah. be mouthing <laughs> off like crazy, like the crowd's going to be screaming at him. So that'll be a fun one. Grant Williams is going to absorb every ounce of that moment from like getting out of bed that day in Boston to walking out of the arena at the end of the game. He is going to be there for it. What do you guys think on the, what do you guys think rather is on the Grant Williams tribute video, Spoonie? Like a Bucks, right? The Bucks game, seven threes, seven for 18. Mind you, I always have to bring that up. Like it wasn't like the most efficient shooting night. Um, especially given how open he was. But what else What else is on that tribute video, guys? I don't know, Jake, you got anything? Cause I- <laughs> well, it would be all that playoff run. It would be him defending yeah. Giannis, him defending KD and Kyrie. Um, those are the moments. I, you took the words right out of my mouth, Ben. Do we get a Grant Williams tribute video? Like, yes. I think we do. I think we do. Yeah, I think that's just what you do these days. I would love to know what the lowest tier Celtics player or ex-Celtic player was who actually got a tribute video like if you're listening call in let us know like we want to <laughs> <laughs> we should do, try to do that yeah uh, but did tice get one i'm trying like, to, i don't i don't think he I don't did. Get one twice yeah I, I, the man's so nice they gave him two <laughs> yeah two tribute Zizic get one but <laughs> <laughs> oh poor poor daniel tice our good friend got just per- posterized by anthony mm. edwards uh in fever today and that's why we love tice that's why we loved baines no fear. these fee- these fever international guys don't care about being uh going viral on twitter they're always going to jump uh danny two blocks w- wasn't quite able to get that one done danny two blocks <laughs> uh all right i'm going to cross march well, 1 yeah. abs at celtic off, off my yeah, list so, i had that so at now, number 8 so yeah so now i'm i'm, I'm trying to decide cuz i got a couple of ones i don't think will be picked so i'm going to i'm going to leave them in hopes that they get back to me here i'm going to take one of the obvious ones christmas day Lakers, Celtics in LA. I mean, if you saw the national TV schedule come out, it's like at least how many national games each team has. The Celtics, I think, were third. Um, the Warriors had 41. The Lakers had 35. The Celtics had 30. 
Lakers Celtics is still the card mm. in the NBA. There's yeah. absolutely no doubt about it. LeBron, like coming off West, both teams coming off conference finals appearances. Um, Christmas is still early enough in the season where both teams should be relatively healthy. This is going to be the prime time matchup on Christmas Day. The only sh- shitty part about it is it's the end of a road trip. So we play Warriors, then Kings on a back-to-back, Clippers, and then Lakers is the last game on the road trip. So they've Adam Silver's done us a little bit dirty here, but um, I have no doubt that uh, our good friend Jason Tatum will turn up as uh, the second highest point total average he has is against our good friends, Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, Christmas Day, it's always the best. I love if it's like a 3 p.m. game. I don't know how that is for you guys as far as. Is that like Perfect. 5 a.m. for it's you? Like no, it's good. Yeah, that's, so, that's tough, but it's just so nice. Like Christmas Day, you do all the family stuff, you have a nice big lunch, and then you crack a few beers and watch some NBA basketball all afternoon. So it's great. LeBron, the Lakers, like that is oh, yeah. the NBA, man. That is yeah. the NBA. So it's a huge one. I'm so yeah, used to yeah. looking down on the Lakers as well because they've been like pretty terrible. Like, kind of obviously they won a championship in the bubble, the most fraudulent championship of all time. But aside from that, they've been like pretty bad for the last like decade or so. And like they they made the Western Conference Finals last year, like you said, and they had such a terrible start to the season. And you know, AD's uh, inconsistency was staying healthy, and even LeBron now as he ages. Like I'm just I'm kind of surprised where they ended the season. And yeah, having to sort of like circle back on my perception of that. Celtics Lakers matchup and how it is actually two of the more dominant teams going head to head on Christmas Day and the, and the format here in Australia is like you get you have Christmas you get Christmas Day out of the way yeah. you go to bed you wake up at three a.m. for the first game which typically seems to always be in Madison Square Garden and then you just like mm-hmm. keep it rolling until I guess the early afternoon and then pre kids in my life you'd like sleep away the rest of the day but now you just kind of like grin and bear it and uh you know keep soldiering on but it's a, it's a fun boxing day here in australia and that's that's definitely going to be the the highlight of it okay so i've crossed that off my list december 25 celtics at lakers my second pick oh no sorry we're snaking see this is uh i'm all i'm all discombobulated <laughs> here Spooty, we're classic back to you. classic we're back man to you, trying to stolen his segment with the face <laughs> off and now he's trying to steal his picks <laughs> i know <laughs> hold on it's yeah. the off season everywhere didn't jake just have two? you know it, is, it actually is yeah. ben's turn it's it's you ben oh, it's jesus you. christ yeah. It's all right. Then I get to. May have been out late last night for the World Cup final, so forgive me. So my second pick, January 13, the Rockets at Boston. This is Ah. Ime Udoka's return to TD Garden. Um, I'll ask the obvious question. I think the answer is obvious as well, Spoonie. Does Udoka get booed by the TD Garden fans? I think there's going to be a weird half and half boo cheers. And I think it's going to be kind of uncomfortable, frankly. I'll be interested to like the players, especially smart, um, which obviously doesn't matter anymore. But the players have been like pretty, like not pretty positive. They have been like unequivocally, extremely positive about their experience with Ime Yudoka. So I think there's a pretty large percentage of the fan base who feels like it was a mistake to let him go um i do not agree with that at all i think that was the right decision but i think it could get a little weird honestly it's gonna be weird it's gonna be yeah. weird but at the same time there's gonna be juice i think with oh yeah. so i think it's a good pick and part of emay's yeah lock up conference emay's coming to town yeah <laughs> watch out uh i do think Part of Ime's whole thing was like he was a competitive asshole, right? Like that was kind of his his stick. And I do think that Tatum's going to want to kick the kick the hell out of Ime. 
I have like mm-hmm. as much as he loves him, that he he wants that respect from Ime, and he wants to show him like, yeah, you you screwed up a little bit here. I don't get that that vibe from the players. I think it's it's all love, which yeah, is but like, problematic. I, yeah, my, I love my best friend. He's staying here with me for a few days after coming back from Sydney, and we're playing fantasy football together. I want to ruin his life oh. every day. Um, <laughs> so like, Fair. yeah, you know, he's gonna do a great speech at my wedding, but like. Anything competitive, I need to destroy his soul, you know? Yeah, if Tatum was playing Kobe, he'd want to dominate Kobe. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like the same kind of, like, he. I don't know if he idolizes Yudoka, but it's a sort of state of friendly competitiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. a great way to put it, Jake. Like, I love my buddies. I want to murder them in fantasy. <laughs> yeah. <football>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now uh, it's me. I, I guess oh, sorry, so. I, we yeah. must have different ideas of a of a snake draft because me, no. you, Jake, Jake, you, me, me. Yeah. Okay. You, All right. Jake, Maybe Jake. you guys should just call out the picks. I'm clearly not, yeah, not with me. it today. It's me for <laughs> two. It's me for two. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm struggling here. <laughs> All <first. right. laughs> um, okay. I'm 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 going off <laughs> going off early. Um, which is a common problem I have. Uh, <laughs> I'm going the the season opener ten twenty five at the Knicks like MSG. Open the season. The Knicks, like we had Trill on last yep. episode, and he was like, The Knicks play you guys tough. And like deep down, I want to be like, Did you see their shooting numbers? Like they yeah. were just crazy hot. Like we're way better than them. But like we went one and three against them. So I'm I'm big on my revenge kick right off, set the tone of the season early. And it's always fun to be an MSG, like Spike Lee, you know, going crazy yeah. on the sidelines, yeah. all sorts of gonna be a lot of famous people in the crowd they have a really good home crowd too so i think that that's gonna be a highlight of the season hopefully it's a big dub yeah well the last time we opened the season in new york right it was tate like horford missed it because he had his first out of one million covid cases mm-hmm. and then jalen had just come back in time from covid had like 40 plus double ot and they lost i think yeah. right and then the you fournier have like 40 yeah. Yeah, who <laughs> his last good game? Yeah, I, th- I think he legitimately cooked again last night too. Fournier, he can't get in the, on the floor, and then Celtics and FIBA. It's uh, it's where he comes in hot. Yeah, yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, all right, uh, so I'll I'll go again. I there's a few there's a bunch that I have now that are all just kind of like similarly. Uh, uh, like they'll be all be similarly good. So I'm picking between a couple. I'm going to go with, I'm going to stay on my revenge theme. We have a back to back at home with Cleveland 12, 12, 12, 14. They're kind of like the new NBA nerd, like love team. Like, oh man, nobody realizes how good Cleveland actually is. We went one and three against them last year. Again, it's another case of like, yeah, but Karis LeVert had 40. Like, come on. There's some weird stuff happening. Tatum got fouled and not dunk. Like, so that could have easily been three and one. Um, So I know, Ben, you said we could take stretches, right? It's okay if I take yeah. two games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Super I, loose I, I approach, think, yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, and the kind of the back to back games like that, they're doing that more to cut down on travel. They kind of feel like a playoff series a little bit when you're playing the same team in your mm-hmm. building two games in a row. And Cleveland's going to be very good. I'll be interested to see what Mobley can do next year. Um, So I think that'll be a good test in December, which is like when teams are really kind of starting to get their rotations right. You've knocked off the rust a little bit. Uh, Teams are finding their groove. So 
and that's like two weeks before Christmas, a week week and a half before Christmas. So it should be kind of a nice lead up. Like it, like it, like it. Um, so I believe that is six picks now as I begin to wake up here. Uh, <laughs> I think we've, we each of us have had two. Correct me if I'm wrong. So, uh, and I could very well be wrong. That is Jake. my third. Well, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that might have been could, the seventh pick then. He yes. Interrupted, yes. <laughs> this is going yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Killing it. Yeah, That's so my third because I got Knicks, yeah. Heat, both Cleveland games. Mm-hmm. So, Ben's, you're yeah. on the clock now. Yes. I'm going to go with the, and this is a stretch, uh, selecting a stretch here, the month of March. Uh, oh, okay. So, <laughs> to begin the That's, month of March. <laughs> hang on, take the whole a schedule. fifth of the season. <laughs> i got to adjust my board here. Hang, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I will take. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can still, like, um, nitpick individual components yeah, yeah. of the month of March. But, right, so, the month sure. of March begins with a five-game road trip in early March. It's Cleveland, Denver, Phoenix, then Portland and Utah. Then we're home and then we immediately play the Phoenix Suns, like the day after we get home. There's not even a, a long break there. Then back out on a six-game road trip to end the month, Detroit, Chicago, the home uh, two double away games rather at Atlanta. So Detroit, Chicago, Atlanta, Atlanta, Pelicans, and Charlotte. So not particularly challenging opponent to that point, but it's our second massive road trip in within one month. And then we play the Bucks. Uh, the game before heading off on that that second road trip there. So it's a tumultuous month. We spend a lot of time on the road. There's some difficult opponents sort of positioned in difficult ways. Uh, and it's going to be a test for the Celtics at a time in March there where, you know, the attention span maybe starts to wane a little bit, maybe injuries and wear and tear is starting to peak at that point in the season. March, it's a birthday month for me. I believe it is for Spoonie as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to be blessed with very happy birthdays uh, as Celtics fans. I think it's going to be a tough month. This is exactly when the Celtics let us down. We're going to be yep. like mm-hmm. fighting for the best record in the, in the league and then we're going to lose two. It's going to be funny. We're going to win like the Cleveland-Denver-Phoenix games, but they're going to, we're going to drop the back-to-back against Portland and Utah. It's just going to, and then like we're going to have... The, mo- the emotion and drama of needing to trade and shouldn't have traded this person. But then we'll bounce back right afterwards and beat Phoenix at home. So it's like, well, we beat Please Cleveland, start. Denver and the two Phoenix games, but why do we drop the two games that we should have won against Portland and Utah? Because these are, the- these are our family members and they like to hurt us um, when we least <laughs> expect it. <laughs> yeah, let us down at the worst yeah. moments. But And there's a little bit of spiciness with the uh, Utah stuff with Danny Ainge. I don't know. I kind of feel like I want to beat Danny and beat Utah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Scoot Henderson, Portland, like that's going to be a I think they're going to be like fun. They're going to be bad, but I think they'll be an interesting team to watch. They're going to lose like 135, 120 a lot. But Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like we play Portland really well anyway. So um, but yeah, you will probably lose that one. So that's that's yeah, good stretch. I like that. Two Phoenix games within like two weeks. That's bizarre, man. Bucks you don't see well. that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. March. All March. right. Good month. <laughs> Who's next? I have no yeah, idea. All right. I got I got two I got Jake. two picks now. I got two picks now. So uh, try and decide what to do here. But I don't think anyone's gonna take my three picks. So here we go. Um April 9th at Bucks. This is going to be the decider for the one seed in the NBA mm. right here. And we're going to blow them out because that's what we did last time. Um, we just proceeded to uh, lose against the Wizards by like 20 um, and KP dropped 40 on us. <laughs> yes. And we, as we punted away the one seed after pretending like we 
cared about the one seed or didn't care about the one seed and kept changing their players seem to keep changing their minds dependent on whether or not they won a big game or lost a bad game. Um, but this game is going to be big at Bucks. As you said, Ben, measuring stick game. The Celtics would have probably blown the doors off the Bucks twice already in the regular season. The Bucks probably won one game where we didn't have a couple of players. And then this is going to be the pre-playoffs one seed versus two seed. Uh, Jalen Brown has 39 points game is my prediction um and we get to talk our shit as we go into the playoffs and hopefully we actually meet this time as opposed to both being dispatched by Mm -hmm. the devil magic that is miami (laughs) heat (laughs) every game with the bucks is a big one they're all they're all gonna be fun i think i've got a couple of the bucks games on on my list here and this is one of them so yeah the the only problem with april games is you just never quite know who's going to be playing who's going to be fully healthy because mm-hmm. i feel like if it's april if you've even got like a minor injury like at yeah. all you're probably not going to play since it's so close to the playoffs but i mean it's the bucks man like because well, it might huge. matter though we that's the thing that, it, it, it yeah, could be like yeah, right the winner of that game t- takes the tiebreaker for the season series is we're like separated by one or two games mm-hmm. yeah um, definitely yeah Jake, it is yep. your pick again. That's right. That's right, Ben. I, you're on it. <laughs> He's coming Christ. back. He's coming back. All right. I so apologize this is- to all the listeners out there. I am struggling today. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so the in-season tournament, the inaugural coming up Damn. this season, mm. we play the, the team that's in our pool, the Orlando Magic. We play them back-to-back as pool games for the in-season tournament. Everybody, I'm sure, remembers we struggled mightily against the Orlando Magic last season. It would be really nice for us to come in and show the Magic that those are flukes. We have the capability to beat the Orlando Magic. There's not just like this weird matchup problem with this team and we just take care of business because everybody's going to be going into these games being like, well, the Celtics have no chance of winning the uh, in-season tournament because the Orlando Magic's in our group. Can we just win both of those games and be a normal uh, contender for once? Um, that would be great. I would appreciate that a lot. Yeah, the but Magic you- stuff is strange. Sorry, go ahead, Ben. Well, like we can lose to the Magic and win out our, our other group stage games and still proceed, progress to the next round of the tournament, right? You can, but that would involve also having to win those games because you dropped the other ones. Sure. Yeah, got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, just win, I, just, just win them. Go, go ahead, Spoonie. Oh, I was gonna say, like, um, I, I tweeted about Paulo's shooting stats and their three wins against us, and I'm pretty sure he sh- ended the season shooting 29 percent from three, something like that. that and he high. shot 70 percent against us from yeah. three in their yeah. wins. So it's like that's annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely annoying, and they're like they play us very annoying. We just have trouble because they're so freaking huge too. So, um. I think they're going to be pretty good this year too, mm. man. Like I think they might like be in the mix for a play-in spot. So, um and it's kind of fun that they're the pool games. Like I don't yeah. know how much people are going to care. I-, I think I will probably care a little bit more for well, the pool games. So, I was thinking about this, right? They they're already regular season games. So, we already right. care quite a lot right. anyway. So, the players and so you just add just even if it's 5, 10, 15% more intensity and care onto these in-season tournament games that's going to make that's going to be enough to make them just a little bit juicier um, and yeah in the fact of like this little mini rivalry that's developed between 
the Celtics and the magic over the years um, and them just being chock full of Celtics killers. I don't know how they, Terrence Ross must have just done a, a blood sacrifice to transfer his, um, <laughs> his Celtics killing prowess over to Paolo and Franz. It's very frustrating. I do think the magic, they, they're going to be like front and center on the, the Celtics revenge tour this year, okay. along with like the Heat and the Knicks, who I believe like the Knicks, we've lost our last three games against. Yeah. So I think Knicks are number one, Heat obviously right up there. Magic as well, because it just, it was a weird like monkey that we couldn't shake off our back. They have lost yeah. some of that size, not that it was effective like forms of oh. that size, but Bol Bol, Mo Bamba also gone, but- that's not the size that we were worried about, I guess. Um, so that was the 10th pick, I believe. Yeah. So we should get to some honorable mentions. Spoonie, you look like you've got someone on the tip of your tongue there. I was going to say, we might as well just draft 12 and finish out the round, right? Sure. Okay. And that, yeah. These, yeah. Who, who cares, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. What have we got here? Um, I, you guys have chosen most of my choices here. So um, nice. Good drafting. Right, stepping on Spoonie's toes here a little, I'll say opening week. So, oh, wow. Come on. <laughs> stepping on his toes a lot. Stepping on his foot <laughs> and maybe trampling his knees a little bit How as well. How many more so. games are there after the Knicks and the Heat in that first week? I, I think one. Uh, <laughs> the Wiz. The Wiz and Oh, Indy. that's a blockbuster too, yeah. And Indy, who I think like Indiana right. might like, sneaky yeah. give us the most trouble out of those four teams. But I've put, put here uh, next to that opening week schedule, 4-0, question mark. Um, <laughs> because like the Celtics roster is good. Like oh, it's probably I, I think that's know, fair, Ben. I think that's a very, yeah. very <laughs> it's a, a bit of a hot take. Bit of a hot take. <laughs> we are <laughs> the favorites to win the title. <laughs> there you go. And so you look at that stretch, and I guess I need to start believing that as the Celtics mature, as the Jays mature, again, I need to start believing this as a human being <laughs> who like has to navigate, you know, the world and and go to sleep at night and things like that. I need to believe that the Jays have matured and are going to start to get over this shooting themselves in the foot period of their career where they lose games, you know, going into the fourth quarter up 12. I need to believe that they're going to start to to summit that mountain. And therefore, you look at this stretch to to begin the week and through rose-colored glasses, it's hard to imagine the Celtics losing to any of those teams. <laughs> and so there therefore, I think a 4-0 start is like not an unreasonable thing to expect. And no. therefore that would make it a, a premier part of the entire schedule for the Celtics. They will, be fav- they will be favored in every game. But how- what about this universe? Um, we lose, we go like two and two or one and three. And it's, and it's like, you know, what, we'll be- what we clearly are missing is Marcus Smart. And there's a weird fit. Like we're just a little, we're not used to the Porzingis thing. Like it's, and now, and now we're looking up like, Hey, the, the Celtics record in the year that they won the title in 2008, X, Y, and Z was actually really bad in the first two weeks. And, and this title team, this record in the first month of the season was really bad and they still won the title. I do think there's a potential for like the getting used to playing this new style with Pozingas with no Marcus Smart poten- mm. has the potential to be some growing pains in the first week or first month. I think that's also very possible. They also went 21-5 and five to start the season last year. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, I wonder if they'll, uh, like, I wonder if they won't take the first month quite as serious as they did last year. Although last year, their defense wasn't particularly good. They just didn't miss, and that's fueled a lot of it. So, um, yeah, Indy's really fun. Like, we have really fun games against Indy. And Washington, too, although a lot of that was poor Zingas last year, so maybe not the case. Jordan Uh, Poole? (laughs) 
Yeah, <laughs> Jordan, they're going to be. <laughs> what a weird, weird team, man. That's going to be good. bizarre. But um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I always look forward to the indie games. Plus, you know, little homecoming. Get to watch uh, my guy, Aaron yeah. e. Smith, you oh, know, ball yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Injure Jason Tatum almost. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot. Can we just settle yeah. down anytime you're <laughs> around, Jason Tatum, please? Yeah. All right. We got one more pick? Yeah. 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 So I, I don't, we can't go an entire draft of games we're looking forward to without a Philly game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we gotta look forward to the Philly game. But maybe that's just where we're at mentally. I feel like we did the last two Schadenfreude reports, it, it felt like we we, we we put them six feet under the ground. It's, it's true, we did. It, but it, I'm one to stomp on course. a, a oh, downed man. Yeah, whatever that thing is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Embiid will be probably good, and there'll be like momentum for again. For like, here he goes, MVP, and then uh, we'll... Destroy them. But no, I didn't even consider Philly for my list at all. Yeah, Just, so I got 11-8 yeah. at Philly. I think it's our first game against Philadelphia. I prefer Philly's like the one team I look forward to playing them away more than at home. So yes. I think, Love you know, that. just Tatum ripping their hearts out again in Philadelphia, setting the tone like nothing's changed, Philadelphia. Sorry. Uh, I think we got to have one on here. We got to have one Philly game. It's the last like, pick. If yeah, I'm I, glad I made it. Yeah. If yeah. I was ever to be able to become like a top tier computer hacker, one of the things <laughs> I would love to do is hack into this Philadelphia 76's like Jumbotron and just play highlights of game seven, Tatum at home, the confetti game, Ben Simmons being a coward. Like there's just an absurd amount of stuff you could just, and it'd, it'd be like PTSD. It would almost be, it'd almost be torture. So it may, yeah, well, that's the thing about being a hacker. I'd have my, I guess it's called IP address hidden. Ben would probably know better about how to hack than than I would. But um, that's what I would. That would be like my first task: would be figuring out how to to hack into this the Sixers jumbotron. I leave your IP exposed, man. Let them know it's the first of the four <laughs> podcast yeah. doing all the dirty work. <laughs> We're not an official yes. entity, so there's no one to sue. Uh, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad Philly made it. We might have to rename the segment the Harden Freuder Report because he's just giving us oh, so much content. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> amazing. All right. I'm glad Philly made it. So honorable mentions. I'll just rattle off yep. a few. I think most of my my ten or so choices one. have been chosen. So uh, honorable mentions: November nineteenth, the Celtics at Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. So that's the first that interaction with Marcus Smart. I'm a little worried about you know injury concerns from the Celtics perspective, just because Marcus Smart is just going to be going so hard at his former teammates. Uh, I've also got November twenty two, which is Bucks in Boston, nationally broadcast game, measuring stick game. We're on the Bucks' radar for their revenge tour, so the, the Bucks are going to be like bringing it, and it's early for them. Like we've talked about them being less of a threat in this upcoming season because of the age, the agingness. <laughs> the um, <laughs> some of their players are getting old, for lack of a better term. <laughs> the maturity. Yeah. There you go. Early in the season, that's going to be less of a concern for them. So they're going to be bringing it and trying to show you know the league and fans and whatnot that they're that the better team in the East. So that's going to be a big one. And then finally, January nineteen. Denver at Boston, game one of the Denver Cup for 2023-2024. Another measuring stick game. Obviously, they won the title last year. My mate Dice has been just nauseatingly consistent with him trash-talking me about the Celtics being terrible and the the Denver Nuggets winning the championship. So, it's a big game in my little world here. So, those are my honorable mentions. Uh, Spoonie, what have you got? I've got uh, February 1st, Lakers in Boston. Always a big game when the Lakers mm-hmm. come to oh, Boston. Yeah. Um, and then twelve twenty three at the Spurs, our first look at Wemby. I think that's mm. kind of cool. Ooh, yeah. You know, he's supposedly going to be like this huge, you know, LeBron superstar level guy. So 
first time we're playing them, uh, you know, kind of fun. Right before Christmas, too, everybody's off of work. Like, those are always... I might... If this was in Boston, I would try to go because I'll probably be home. But unfortunately, it's in San Antonio, which is mm. quite a far ways away. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, everybody, you can just like drink. You don't have to worry about work. It's Christmas mm-hmm. Eve the next day. When, you know, you're playing mm. Wemby, like it's probably mm. going to be a little later at night, too. So I think that'll be a cool one. Love That's that. That's all I had. Love that. I mean, like, it's crazy, the NBA right now. Like every team has, for the most part, some kind of draw card, whether it's Wemby, like this new Rockets core with Udoka at the helm and like Scoot. Danny Ainge has like this treasure trove of young things. And like outside of the Wizards, I feel like I can get, like maybe the Hornets, like Lamelo and Brandon Miller is pretty unenticing to me. But um Outside, but I bet Tatum drops 50 on them every night, every night. So it's like, that makes it very exciting. But yeah, Wemby coming to town, so many of these young players, it's like super exciting. Even Minnesota, like Anthony yeah. Edwards, you know, I'll yeah. watch Ant all yeah. day, man. He's exciting. So yeah, there's very few teams where I'm not like, wow, that's it. I almost put an OKC game on here just because well, I think their team's so fun and they need yeah. us. Like, they, I was going to say, my, us. Yeah. that's my honorable mention is no, at OKC. That's right, that's right. Because... If you remember, I was in the mountains, and that's the only game that I missed all season was the OKC beat down by like 50 points. And so I did not did not go back and watch that game because so in my mind it never happened. But I think it is important to remind OKC that uh, that was a fluke. It's important that every fan base and every team knows who the Celtics are and what they're about and what they're capable of. And also, um, selfishly, like when people in Australia ask Josh Kitty, like who's the toughest players to play, toughest teams to play, um, he doesn't mention the Celtics because they actually play have played us very tough yeah. for his whole career because the Celtics completely disregard them as a, an important opponent and the Thunder play harder than anybody in the league, which is why they always play the Celtics tough because the Celtics do not take them seriously. And they should be taking them seriously now because Shea, Giddy. Chet. So I need next time someone asks Giddy with a microphone in his mouth in Australia, who's tough? And it's going to be like that boy, Jason Tatum. <laughs> Luke Cornett, unguardable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, great. So some excellent honorable mentions there. Any, anything else at all before we move on? I'm out. That's it. My draft board's empty. Yeah, right. my last Very- pick is the entire season. All 82 <laughs> games. <laughs> I'll, take the, I'll take the playoffs. We should have yeah. just done oh, that. It, it would have been a much shorter <laughs> podcast. All right, quick break to hear from our spot. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. The Kansas City Chiefs are plus 600 odds to win the Super Bowl currently on FanDuel. They play the Detroit Lions in the first game of the season where they are currently minus 6.5 favorites. A good chance to win the Super Bowl there, plus potential returns throughout the regular season. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit fanduel.com slash Boston and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's fanduel.com slash Boston. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Restrictions apply. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. See terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Answer. Some news items to get to very quickly. And 
Tell me, Jake, if this is news, this is Jason Tatum working out with the caption energy, triple exclamation marks. <laughs> and we see we see in the background, it's the offseason folks. I see Brad Hampton. I also see one former Celtic uh, NBA Finals MVP. Uh, th- thoughts? Like, I guess it's good, right? That they're hanging out. Like, he's in LA. <laughs> and of all the LA people, all the NBA people he could be hanging out with, it's the captain and the truth. Number 34, Paul Pierce. Is this Hell a thing? Oh yeah. yeah. I tweet I tweeted the next um thing from the Snapchat where it's like Pierce is on one knee doing like shoulder presses with one bicep. Um I love it, man. Pierce has fully embraced just being Mr. Celtics mm-hmm. since leaving. Like we all want KG to be that guy, but like it, it makes a little bit of sense to me that, you know, KG's not around Boston and the guys as much as Pierce was, because he literally Pierce's entire career for the most part was was in Boston, but I love seeing these guys hang out. I love seeing um, him constantly mentoring. Um, I do think it's very brave of Paul Pierce to attempt Jason Tatum's workout, despite having <laughs> a blood, you know, content of like THC and alcohol making up like probably more than half at this point. Every time he's live, it's like there's minimum one mind altering substance in your bloodstream right now and i'm happy for him but um yeah this is this is great anytime i get pierce in, in my life it's a good thing uh, yeah I, I i think it's cool it kind of harkens back to the kg pierce video when they were going through the the practice facility yeah. and pierce was like begging kg to yeah. like get back involved with the team and mm-hmm. pierce has been putting his money where his mouth is man like he's proved it he's there he's work i can't believe yeah, that they decided to meet up at a gym. I think that was probably pretty low on Pierce's like suggested locations to yeah, hang out. That's gonna but, be Tatum's uh, people pushing for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I do love that Tatum's just like you. Just have no worries about his commitment, his you know, yeah, commitment to his body and his craft. Like, yeah, he took a, a couple of weeks off, whatever, but he is gonna come in again as the one of the most well conditioned athletes in the world in the nba like every single year 70 plus games leading the league in minutes and i do i do sled pushes there's so much more weight on his sled than mine like so much more <laughs> yeah. weight it's like four on jakes his, on his sled so <laughs> many jakes on his sled it's unbelievable yeah like like yeah. equal amount of deuces and jakes fit on that same thing if yeah. someone said to me hey did you hear tatum was hanging out with paul pierce by initial like response yes. would be, oh no. no, what's gone wrong? But so this is pretty tame. This is pretty good. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Cool. Well, uh, call in. Let us know how many Jakes do you <laughs> sled pull and sled push. We'd love to <laughs> love to find out. Love to hear from you. All right. So this is from uh, moving on from Euro League basketball. Uh, a tweet: the probability of Svi Mihalik joining Pena Thinkiakos. I've said that. Uh, terribly wrong, is increasing with every each passing minute. Mihailak, who did not accept the offers he received from the NBA, is now closer to joining that team that I tried to pronounce before and failed. Uh, Panathinaikos? Panathinaikos? Is that right? That's, anyway. I mean, that's, that sounds better. I don't know if that's okay. actually better. But yeah. <laughs> cool. yeah, we'll I think go I would have practiced before we went live. Uh, <laughs> looks like he's not going to be a Boston Celtic, is the point here, guys. Um, so I guess to try and spin this into something Celtics-related... <laughs> Uh, who do you think now the focus shifts to Spoonie from Brad Stevens' perspective? Um, there's a, OKC's got a roster crunch mm. big time, so I'll be interested to see. They've got some interesting young guys that uh, they got 
via like several trades. They originally drafted by Houston with Garuba and yeah, Ty, uh, Ty, Ty Ty Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wonder if they're eyeing that. Brad seems to like that type of profile of guy, like the the younger, hungry guy, as opposed to just like the straight up vet. Um, but I mean, Blake's still out there, mm-hmm. right? Like we haven't brought Blake back. And I, I, was it who said was it? It was one of you two who was like, I think. Blake is just waiting, or it might have been Trill said, I'm just yeah. waiting for training camp to be over, that he's going <laughs> to sign so he doesn't yeah. have to report, uh, which may be what's happening here. So maybe that's what's going on. But we got two roster spots. There's room for a vet and then kind of a younger guy with uh, with some upside. So I'll keep a close eye on OKC during training camp. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I, I had I had talked myself into it just enough where I'm like 6% sad that he's not a Celtic mm-hmm. now. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, because I thought he was a pretty good fit. For your 14th mm-hmm. guy. Anyway. Yeah. I'm all in on the, the OKC roster crunch thing, by the way, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly Kenrich Williams, who it, it's not as simple as like poaching someone that they wave. There's some trade mechanics that have to happen and us risking going over that that second apron. But just, I just, I'm a little concerned about the lack of depth. And you know, we talk about Brad Stevens maybe being done. And I just, I just really hope he's not because we just, we've still got some holes to fill and We've just got a lot of, we're very top heavy and we're Mm -hmm. an injury or two away from having a really bad season and we need to rest guys. (laughs) And a guy like Kendrick Williams could come in and just fill a bit of a void here. Jake finds this hilarious. I want to know why. (laughs) Ben, because like if we're not deep, then like there, then that's part of this new CBA is that there's no one is deep. Like the Celtics go like very comfortably nine guys deep. And that's before you include like O'Shea Brissett and Walsh and- Abandoned, uh, which uh, I'm not sure you should be including those guys in your main rotation. But like, you go, you go nine deep up to Pritchard. Like, the Bucks would kill for that depth. The Warriors would kill for that depth. The Heat would kill for that depth. Like the top, the top teams aren't deep, and mm-hmm. every team is two injuries away from having a disastrous season. So like, you're right. It would be awesome if we were able to bring in Kendrick Williams. But I think in the context of the rest of the NBA, the rest of the contenders, we are the deepest team still. Um, and thankfully, our two best players are two of the more durable stars in the NBA. So don't worry. Don't I'll never not worry, Jake. I'll never not worry. And like, it's, like, like, are you going for it or not? Like, just if you've got the TPE, this guy fits into it perfectly. You know, just just go for it. Like, why not go all the way in? Like, because it really the window is now, especially like Horford's not yeah. getting any younger. It's now. So just do it. Like, put go all in. Push all your chips into the middle of the table. Don't like hang on to one chip that you can walk away from the table flipping in your hand and walking in and cashing that in for a beer. Like, put them all in the middle. It's frustrating to me. Anyway, it's not happening. No, it's not happening. I know. I disagree. I, I, you're right. Keep, hold, keep your powder. Keep your powder dry. You're one of the best teams in the league. There's no point, in my opinion, compromising your ability to like have this long window before the Tatum really, really hits his prime. Like, if you hit that second apron to bring in Kendrick Williams, who we're not even sure can play in the playoffs. I think could be a mistake if it's going to push you over that second apron. So, I know you guys are probably yep. right. It keeps me <laughs> up at night. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Spoonie. No, I was just going to say there's, I mean, some serious cons to bringing him in now because of the new CBA. And like, I hope they're, those are the reasons. And it's not because Wick and company just doesn't want to pay the luxury tax. Like, if that's the reasoning, then that, may, that, that makes me very unhappy. But mm-hmm. yeah, like, 
that TPE is going to be there until next off season. Like you never know who's going to shake loose at the trade deadline or something like that. So if you use it now, you can limit yourself. Uh, but you know, if now's the time to strike because will you know, they need to get rid of somebody on the cheap and he's not going to cost you more than a couple seconds and, and going over the apron, maybe it's worth it. So, but it's not happening. They're not going over the apron. They just, they're not going to do it. And and Wick Wick has proved that he's he's not scared of the tax, right? Like that he's as close to the second apron as you really can be. So he's yeah. proved he's willing to pay the tax. If this new CBA doesn't happen, I think Grant's still on the team. They use this yep. like they wouldn't have this TPA in that case. Um, they were kind of they were willing to to spend as much as they needed to to have this roster. So um, as you've covered, the CBA has screwed the Celtics um, disproportionately um, for their ability to win a title with this current core. More so than other teams, but it's life. Something else that has screwed the Celtics at times, although not <laughs> to the same degree as the CBA, is Tatum's shooting and the continual drop-off from his rookie season. Jake, I know you've put some stats in our run sheet here about Tatum shooting and why or why not uh, it might turn around in this upcoming season. So what, what do you got for us from that perspective? So I actually do think this is kind of important because... The Celtics' ability to win a title, yes, we can talk about bringing in Kendrick Williams for $4.5 million, but Jason Tatum is basically going to be the reason we do or do not win the title, like really when it comes down to it. And we all know when that three ball, specifically the pull-up three, is going, he is literally unguardable. He's dropping 51 in Philly. He's dropping 46 in Milwaukee. Uh He's unstoppable three-level destruction force of nature. And he was famously like one of the worst pull-up shooters in the NBA last season. He's 35% from three, basically flat the last two seasons. And prior to that, he was like pretty much around the 40% mark. And there's a lot of theories around what it is. And like there's the, there's the wrist injury. I personally don't think it's the wrist. Um, because if it was, he would have gotten surgery. And so, and for context as well, right? He's shooting forty percent on catch and shoot threes last season. Um, I don't remember the catch and shoot stats from the year prior, but those numbers are still good. The free throw numbers are still at eighty five percent, despite the volume going up and up. So, like, I don't think it's a a wrist thing. Like, why? Does, so the wrist only bothers him on pull up threes, but not on catch and shoot and free throws. Um, the other theory is the muscle. He added too much muscle. Um, he's gotten bigger, but he we're not, he hasn't gotten to, like bulky. Like he hasn't had like a Giannis type muscle transformation. Mm-hmm. Every NBA player that comes in at 19 years old puts on a lot of size. Like Kawhi, Paul George, Steph Curry is famously like way bulkier than he was earlier in his career and is still one of the best shooters of all time. I just do not buy that at all is the reason that he's can't shoot now, especially when you look at the other numbers with catch and shoot and free throws, that the muscle, the added muscle, which he's been very gradually building, is impacting his overall shot. I think he's just taking more difficult shots and his volume of threes is just like a little bit too high. Like, I don't think he's a good enough shooter where he should be like third or fourth in the league in three-point attempts. I think he should probably be more in like the, the 10 to 15 range and be mixing his shot diet into the mid-range a little bit more. Yeah, so I have some stats, Jake. Sorry, Ben, I don't mean to cut you off, but like they go perfectly with what you just described, okay? So these include 
pull-ups, and catch-and-shoot. He took 92 wide-open threes last year, 42.4%. 356 open threes last year, 36.5%. Combined, that's like 39-40% on open and wide-open threes. He took 235 contested threes. Second on the team was Jalen Brown at 117. He took double the amount of contested threes as anyone else on the Celtics, 30%. So, and he, and then very tightly contested, he took like six, missed them all. So basically, if he takes a bad shot, it's not going to go in. And if he takes an open one, it is. So if he just knocks some of those tightly contested threes out, shifts them and you know, tries to find himself some more wide open threes or just doesn't take them and either passes or gets into the mid range or tries to get to the rim. That three point percentage is going to climb up back into that 37, 38, 39. Um, the really weird one it was 29.2% on regular pull up jumpers, 35.5 on step backs. So yeah. the step back was actually okay. Wow. It was like the normal pull up coming off the pick and roll and just like getting into the shot that he was absolutely dreadful at last year. So really, that, that is like really strange. I almost think that might just be a shooting luck thing. But like, it is so clear the less open he is, the worse he shoots, which like everybody is like that. But it's the fact that he takes so many tightly contested threes that's really dragging down his his percentage, man. Like double Jalen yeah. Brown, who takes his fair share. <laughs> yeah, he that's that's the Kobe gene right there. He, yep. Yeah. He can't he can't help himself. <laughs> yeah, you guys both said it's shot diet and where he gets his shots and uh how often he takes them is is a huge element there. I also think beyond Marcus Smart, who's now gone, obviously. Tatum was like our number one. I have no stats to back this up, but just from the eye test, our number one late shot clock go-to <clears throat> shooter, often from beyond the arc. And you know those are not often good looks. They don't come within a good offensive flow, but you try and find your best player. I, mean, I don't know why I'm doing quotes. Like, he is our best player for, for those shots. And you know, unfortunately- <laughs> Jalen Brown's not listening, Ben. Maybe he is. Who knows? Those shots don't go down at a, at a heavy clip generally. So- uh, shot diet is something that he can assess with his crew and with the team over the offseason. Do you guys think that shooting overall is going to be the, the number one like skill that Tatum will be working on this offseason? I, I think it should probably be playmaking. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure how much you can really work on that in the offseason, like working on his pick and roll comfort and playmaking, because I do think that that's going to be. As much as I would love for Tatum to shoot 40% from three next year, I think him taking a playmaking leap would have a, a big, bigger impact on the overall success of the team. That being said, I would imagine that he that's what he's spending a lot of his time on is is a three-point shot and and probably and the floaters. Like that that in-between yes. range is like mm-hmm. that's the the other piece of his of his scoring arsenal that isn't elite yet. And it was definitely his best year for floaters, even if the numbers were bad. I thought he, he just he was he just looked a lot better, um, and it was something that he looked to do a lot more. So I, I would expect that to come around more in the next season or two as well. I have the shot clock numbers, Ben, and you are absolutely a hundred percent right. Between seven and four seconds, so that's defined as late in the clock. Sixty-two threes, thirty point six percent. Between four and zero seconds, so very late in the clock. 59 threes, which is an insanely high number, 
27% on those threes. So yeah, like you're right. Part of it is just like, you're the best player. Sometimes you're going to have to take shitty shots. Like that's just the nature of the gig. But man, you're taking a hundred and something late clock threes. Like, God, that's something's a little bit wrong with that. Part of that's probably because he pounds the ball a little bit. That's what I'm thinking. I don't think it's just grenades and he has to take, I think he brings that on himself at times where if he just makes a decision three, four seconds earlier to either, you know, take the step back and he's not fumbling around with the ball or he just makes a play, gets downhill, you know, tries to draw contact, finds a shooter. I think that, yeah, he could easily cut that down by like 30% pretty easily. Um, how many times per game are we like, don't, didn't love that shot. And it's probably like two to three. And I think if you can cut that down to one to two, that literally might be the difference between 35 and 38%. So, so fixable. And yet we finished with the second ranked offense last year, despite these like just very glaring holes, like just the the volume on on how many times we ended up with late shot clock Tatum threes on such a low percentage and still finish with the second ranked offense. And yet it's such a fixable quirk, schematically speaking, Uh, that bodes well. Then you add in Paul Zingas, who's like another guy who could be a go to shooter yeah. in those late shot clock scenarios mm-hmm. do we even get into them with the post-op opportunities that Pozingas affords us now i'm going down a rabbit hole that i i won't uh, at this point in time but <laughs> exciting things to come hopefully from the offensive perspective and certainly without tatum's shooting improvement this offseason yeah and look 35 percent isn't great but it's not a disaster like if he just is a 35 percent three-point shooter for the rest of his career plus his other improvements he's going to he, he's going to be a first team all NBA guy for another yeah. 10 years. And that's a really good player. So like we're, we're very happy with our, with our good friend Jason Tatum um, where he's currently at. But like the, I would be shocked if he doesn't make a couple of tweaks over the next year or two where he's just like the efficiency. That's really the only knock, right? For non Celtics fans is like, he has these inefficient games. It's like, can you just find a way to be a tiny bit more efficient? And once he does that, then it's over. If you had to guess, uh, outside of shot diet, which sounds like it's the unanimous decision from from all of us as to why his shooting is continuing to gradually slump downwards, if you had to guess that it was something else, Spoonie, like, is it the wrist or is there something else going on? Uh, I, I would say it's probably the wrist. If, any, if it's anything, I don't think it's the wrist, but if I have to pick something else, I'm going with the wrist, I guess. Yeah. Well, I buy the wrist more than the muscle thing. Yeah. Like if I had to pick between if those are my two options, I would lean wrist issue. But like Ben, I feel like I feel like you you hold the Tatum wrist injury like as like when you as you go to bed, it's like once the wrist is better, he's he'll <laughs> make every yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's definitely not nothing. Like look what yeah. his wrist has been strapped with for the last two years. And then so I, I guess I was a little surprised to find out that he hasn't needed surgery on that wrist this offseason and Maybe that's a good thing. Like, obviously, you know, at this point in his career, he'll do anything he can to give himself a better chance of obviously performing well individually, but winning a championship as well. And, you know, if wrist surgery was in any way a necessity, I feel pretty confident that he would have gotten it at this point. So that probably plays down the severity of the injury to some degree. That said, I hope to no. see that. There you go. What? <laughs> Can Nothing we strap there in the picture. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> Streamyard. I don't see a wrist strap on the on the left wrist while he's pushing this sled that's got like nine jakes on it. So <laughs> sure. I don't know. <laughs> nine jake sled. That's now my personal goal for the <laughs> That's a great band name. The nine jake sled. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Let's leave it there. That is going to do it for this one. Thanks so much for joining us. Tomorrow night at 8 p.m., we're on the How About Them Celtics podcast for some trivia. You know that we love trivia here on this show. And then hopefully we'll have those guys back on our show later in the week for some of that game show style trivia that we've been doing the last couple of weeks. A bit of a trivia home and home there for you guys. Spoonie, Jake, love your work, guys. Until next time, go Celtics. Celtics.